This is my daily talk. I'm going to do this daily if I can help it. Thoroughly enjoying the uh, opportunity to speak. And I uh, had a podcast with M <coughs> this morning, which was really great. Nice to uh, commune with another and talk about. Uh, she talked about her struggles through life and how she overcame those struggles and how she wants to help others with those struggles I can hear that buzzing sound let's see what that is still something's making a noise still can hear a hum It's just maybe, maybe. Yeah, we need to somehow get rid of that background hum. That one there. <laughs> anyway, <coughs> we'll get a sound engineer here one day who can set it right up. Proper mics. Great sound, great video. So, yeah. This is a great opportunity just to talk. I have lots of thoughts and lots of uh, ideas and I'm always learning more and more and love to share that with all of you. Yeah. So where to start today? We were ta- I was talking with M about like great leaders of the past and I only know, I've done a little bit of research on Augustus, who was the first king or emperor of of the Roman Empire, I believe, and he brought in all these <coughs> systems that lasted for hundreds of years afterwards. And his was described as Virtus, Pietus, Clementia, Justica, which means. His qualities were valor, piety, clemency, and justice. Like, wow, those are amazing traits for a ruler. Yeah, it's like, wow, okay. Could you imagine if you had a ruler who was his experience, like what he did, he was described with those four four words like valor, piety, clemency and justice. Right? Wow. Pretty good qualities. <coughs> and I love the uh and I've said this a few times, but his departing words were Have I played the part well? Then applaud as I exit. And to me that's so beautiful. It shows the man there that he knew what his role was and that was to bring, you know, uh, harmony back to the, like, to their civilization and create, like, beauty. And he implemented laws that allowed for that to happen. Yeah, just equality for everyone. Hmm. So I'd love to be able to go back in time go back there and just explore each civilization because it's really hard to know what it was like we've been given interpretation on interpretation but I I personally don't think we know what these civilizations were like I think our, our ideas that they were all barbarians living living these lives of you know just surviving and 
raping and pillaging and like I, I don't think it was like that okay there were barbarians right who did behave in those ways but there was a large percentage of civilization that had good moral values and were all for love and creating and just joyous having fun you know you still had to have armies and you still had to have because there's always people around you but to create these amazing civilizations like I, I know they existed <coughs> we just it's very hard to know by interpreting what sort of evidence we've got do we get archaeologically like I believe the Egyptians have been interpreted all wrong as well like these guys they were like rocking it they had immense wealth and there was immense support for all the people that lived in Egypt otherwise they would never have got to that they had to have like created beautiful cities and made it like work for the people it had to be beautiful and people had to be happy there otherwise it never would have lasted 3,000 years it had to have been and so like the Egyptians weren't concerned with death they were concerned with life and so they lived life and that all these celebrations or the book of the dead it's all about selecting their kings and queens because to cut to select a king and queen that's been divine divinely chosen by God means that they are you know they're elevated they're enlightened like Jesus they are the leaders and the rulers and they then shine the light throughout the whole uh, civilization you know like they said the Buddha was a prince you know I think there's a connection there between a good ruler and the you need to have that spiritual connection to be a, a good ruler you have to be connected to God and that's what the ancients have been telling us <coughs> it's all about getting the right rulers uh, and then everything flows down from there. They've got to have the right, they've got to have a heart. So yeah, the, the Book of the Dead is about book of selecting kings and queens and finding the queen and the king who have a heart that's lighter than a feather. Right? There's a good king and queen because if they're good kings and queens then there'll be goodness for the kingdom which is everything else flows down from there and there's yeah look at Solomon and his connection to God and the riches that were brought to the kingdom mm. and this is the, a spiritual belief but it's it's a truth and we all talk about the same God yeah just in, in different ways but we're all talking about the same thing just different ways of getting there mm. so yeah I, I, I feel like this this king queen ship is a our natural human state but we've got a lot of barriers we have to break down that we've been taught about the kings and queens there's a lot of programming there to keep you away from this idea a lot of programming even to the point that history has been modified to show to not show us these good kings and queens yeah 
and there's a lot that you need to relook at history in that light. Mm. And now we've been like at this time we've been put in a world of complete opposite now. It's been pushed away so far but for so many thousands of years it was the only way. Uh, and now we've been gone like full full opposite that almost all the kingdoms in the world have been you know they don't exist anymore the ties i think have a you know that the people have a very strong connection with their kings and queens much very much respect like it's a an amazing respect that they have but you don't see that in too many other places that i'm aware of like that that old way of because if you as I say, your, if your kings and queens are doing good, of course there's going to be that respect. Yeah. And then, <coughs> yeah, I, f I fully believe that that is, and then the even to the point where your the weather is better, nature shines on you, because if your lead your rulers are or your guides are your connected with God then God is connected to nature also <coughs> so then you ha can have beautiful weather events that help with the crops and and this is I th I believe this is why the the old stories people following the weather, you know, and if there was a, a, um, a crop failure, then there was drought, that was a sign of the king and how connected he was to God. And so that is why they always sought out the right king and queen. Mm. Fascinating, fascinating. So I've been talking for 12 minutes. So yeah, Augustus, getting back to Augustus. Right, what a cool guy. And I'd love to know more. I, I believe he was like a cousin of Julius Caesar. But yeah, August, August is named after him, I believe. Yeah, there's there's so much fascination in in the past in history, in in our leaders, our rulers. I mean, we've had so many, so many of them. I was looking at the Babylonians, and they, you know, they had like. I would like to know the number of like the number of kings, but that's like a hundred kings. <laughs> like every s could imagine the stories of each of those kings, and then the Israelites had like ten kings. Yeah, that's just the stories of each. It's fascinating. to know to know what the cultures were actually like would be amazing i'd love to go to like to see the the mongol empire and how that was how did that work because i th i think there was much great beauty in within the the empire i just i just feel that and be amazing to understand what all that culture was because it's almost like that's been wiped from our history there's very little information on Genghis Khan and his world was like one of the biggest empires ever like there's way more to that whole Mongol world than we are told I, I feel that because if you read some of the letters that Genghis wrote, I, I 
heard of one where he had contacted a holy man in in China for advice on attaining like higher wisdom and he asked this holy man to come to Mongolia to teach him you know so to me that means that he wasn't such a barbaric man you know like he it's almost like he was a great man and he did great things but history has twisted it around because we're not allowed to see these great men or great rulers <coughs> we're not allowed to see these people that have that pop up in hi our history and make great changes mm. so yeah, I'd love to get like the Scythians the Scythian tribal system because these guys became great like artists and great warriors and they yeah they basically conquered Europe they moved in with their culture their tribal culture which we know we don't know much about it's all that's all been there's nothing really on tri the tribal systems of our ancestors how did they set their tribes up what were numbers of people like how was it structured the society itself mm, you don't you don't hear of any of that but I know it's out there someone would know it'd be in a book somewhere but yeah it'd be interesting to see how their societies were and were they really so poor or were they actually living in luxury and there was love for everyone you know I think there's more likely that because for a tribe to survive it has to be in harmony everyone has to be coming together <coughs> and so the more love there is the more the tribe would be s successful people are more willing to work like just to do what they need to do for the for the um for the tribe yeah so i think there would have been a lot more connection between everyone had to have been than we have been told and i don't think the tribes of Europe like the, the Gauls and the Franks were barbarians in any sort of a way I think they had a culture that was very advanced and very equalitarian too much too much advanced for the Romans who were more prudish they maybe the uh, the sexuality of the the tribal system was what pushed the Rome scared the Romans so they needed to stop that but yeah the I think the the tribal system was more more advanced system and so that's why I'm so keen on these sustainable villages is because you just create your tribe like and that tribal system is what <coughs> like it builds real connection between everyone <coughs> and it can be a and see even our mindset of tribes that like they get aggressive and they fight and that's all for dominance doesn't have to be like that because if we're all seeking the same thing which is peace and love then we never have to go into that energy right we can s be harmonize on the sa all the same thing which is just natural natural law natural freedom common sense mm.
So I'd love to know more about the, the tribal systems of Europe. I know that they, so the, the, the Scythians or the Proto-Indo-Europeans went into India and they went in without a battle. Like they really don't have any evidence of battles during this time when the, when the Proto-Indo-Europeans came to India and they but they sort of their control was they were given the control of the Indian subcontinent like they they came in with something special is what I'm saying like they they had a system of society that the Indians accepted without a fight and that included like they bought Sanskrit and the Vedas into India and like that the reason that's known is because uh, the Aryan Proto-Indo-European language is the root language for all almost like 240 languages or almost all European languages like Indian languages Iranian languages like they all stem from this one language one group of people which I believe sort of spread out using a tribal system that was very successful they had a, a way of running the system and that went all over the world yeah and so understanding that system is where we we relearn the successful like a successful system that allows us to live in harmony yeah and so that has been th my search <laughs> it's just been pretty cool it's I, I never realized the importance of having the right society <coughs> for the for the ha people to be happy that you've got and so what is that natural way there is there has to be a natural way for humans to live in in this harmonious way that's natural law just like the ants you know there was a law for them they they worked it out and mm. so for when there's many people we are all one one unit right we're all we're all one so you can't be in separate it's just like let's just go for for connection and harmony let's all go for peace mm. and so then you come into this sort of harmonious way to live which doesn't tell people what to do <coughs> just tells people do whatever you like and we appreciate and celebrate you yeah and we start to appreciate each and uh, our uniqueness Yeah, that's been my journey. It's been a great journey, learning all the, all about the past. But still, I know there's so much to know. I'm very interested in the um, the Israelites, and the twelve tri twelve tribes of Israel. That's also a very interesting topic, and then what happened in Babylon. Yeah, some of the Babylonian kings sound really cool. And the, yeah, and then understanding also what happened in Egypt at the same time, like from about 2000 BC onwards, it got pretty interesting through that whole area. <coughs> and I believe they're all probably from the same, like maybe the Sumerians moved out but the the laws and things were similar, like similar people. 
Yeah, it just expanded. The Egyptians come became someone, the Assyrians and Babylonians, the Israelites. <laughs> but they're all sort of mixing together the whole time. Yeah, the twelve the twelve tribes of Israel is f- is fascinating because you know there's twelve zodiac signs, and I believe there's for this tribal system there's twelve clans. So, you know, this is a this is showing us, although we call it the twelve tribes, maybe we're seeing the twelve clans of one big tribe. Right. So each clan has a unique uh, skill, and like we know, there's a reference to <coughs> Dan as being the the I think attached to the the Libra, which is the the scales. And then you got uh, what was it? Judah is the lion, and yeah, so you've got like different. Somehow, that each clan specialized in something. So it's it's telling telling us how to build our tribe. <coughs> That's how I've seen it. It's like. You have your 12 clans and then you have your 12 clans that specialize in different things. Because it, that is the most important thing, is having a society that w- has works, a model. And we've lost that I- the model that's been taken away from us. And just maybe this is what the ancients are telling us, is how you live together as a tribe and by having 12 it allows for (coughs) you know defensive movements you have 12 clans but they can split off into threes and become their own little mobile tribes right (coughs) it's a it's a strategy design as well so you can be outmaneuver other tribes if you need to. You can be more, uh, have more more abilities like for defense and attack and more structure. So you split, yeah. <coughs> and each, and you could say, yeah, that's the cross, right? You split into four. Four legs, three three clans on each leg mm. and each each three clans you have a have the people in charge you have the the warriors and then you have the artists and the farmers and you have those three like three types of clan so then it can become its own tribe mini tribe so it's very flexible with when and you can bring those four legs together again to create the tribe something like that it sort of makes sense to me <laughs> <laughs> which might sound crazy to somebody else but yeah I, I'm here now to speak my truth and it doesn't really matter what comes out of this just I need to speak it someone will listen and then someone can do a lot more research than I can and we can start to uncover some of these truths out there about our history and we can you know help help get that knowledge out to the world because it can be that can be very pivotal for people if they see that their history has been manipulated. Mm. So yeah, there's, there's so much cool 
history that we haven't put the pieces of the puzzle together. Like I see with even like all the Egyptian hieroglyphs, I actually don't think people fully understand it yet. They're missing something. Like it doesn't doesn't really make sense. So there's more to it. We need to work it out. Seems very Yeah. There must be a, a a better way to understand it. Which I'd be fascinated to investigate more. And just to understand the Egyptian kings, the what amazingness they created. Yeah. And to understand the pyramids. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, our history, like just the Israelites themselves and their history. Wow. They've got so much history, so much cool, amazing, so many amazing kings and judges and wow. So much to, to learn. Like the, <coughs> I'd love to know the story, like the true story of Solomon and his temple and the story of how the I'm not sure the name of the king. Oh, is it Nebuchadnezzar? He took the Jewish king. But, it, you know, like what was the story around that? How did that all go down? Because uh, I believe Nebuchadnezzar was a great king. Um, yeah, I'd love to know the real, the real story. And I'm sure someone's got it. Must be written somewhere. And then you got the Essenes of the Qumran. Supposedly there was three groups of, uh, I think Jews. Uh, they were the Essenes, Sagacenes, and the Pharisees. And the Essenes were persecuted. Unfortunately, and they were they were quite a esoteric belief system. I'm I'm wanting to learn a lot more about them actually. They tickle my fancy. I think they were very quite free. But yeah, I need to know know more about that. <coughs> And we have the Zodiac to talk about. I'm starting to ha think that there's ancients had a lot more, they put a lot more focus on the Zodiac than we give them credit for. As I talked about the other day where the, the Dendera Zodiac, like, it appears that it's signifying when the king and queen should be born, which would indicate that they have a big, you know, they're trying to get the, the best king possible. So they're utilizing the characteristics of the zodiac of when is the best time to have a king, which would be the, is in the on the zodiacs for the Libra, the judging, which indicates, yeah, that's what you want in a king, right? You want their 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 balance. You want their decision making to be balanced and fair, and it's just like that. Qualities of Augustus. You want those qualities, and I don't know when he was born. That would be interesting to find out. Uh, if he was in that that range, and yeah, the go back to the Egyptians and like the Book of the Dead ceremony. Think of it as the king and queen going away in December for two and a half months to create a child that would then be born in October, and then that whole ceremony makes sense. Right, and at the end of two and a half, seventy days, when Sirius rises above the 
Uh, the king will sit with her. Is there a... Does she... Is she pregnant? Right? After 70 days. And there would be massive celebration if she was. So why wouldn't that be more real than the story that the Egyptians talk about with the Book of the Dead? To me, I prefer that story. <laughs> Which generally means that's the real one. Uh, yeah, it was all about celebrating and creating your your kings and queens. Yeah, and I question I question the incest thing for the the emperors. Yeah. I don't know. I think you'll find that they were more beautiful and more like more handsome than we would realize that these these people had amazing qualities. That's why they were seen as king and queen. They had you have to have those qualities. That's part of that you know, Jesus, JC, he, w he had qualities because he had attained a spiritual place where those qualities are natural. Mm. So yeah, I've got the, <laughs> the star signs, <laughs> learning all about them. And symbolism, so much interesting symbolism in the past to interpret as well. I love the heraldry on the English, the kings and queens of England and all the different heraldry, trying to, like, understanding what that heraldry is saying. Why did they use those animals? Why is there a unicorn on the Scottish flag? Why is that? What does the unicorn symbolize? And why does the unicorn have a a, uh, a chain around its neck? <laughs> and why is the unicorn chained? Like, I don't know if... Do you want to be chaining the unicorn? Like, what does that mean? So, yeah, that was... Uh, I've always had that question. How is the unicorn chained because I, I understand the unicorn symbolizes uh, Christ you want to have a Christ king so why would you chain the king then there's the lion as well I don't know who knows we'll find out one day but yeah I've never heard anyone interpret the heralds with knowing it's all everyone's sort of very unsure as to what they all mean. So yeah, I'd love to talk to someone about interpreting the heralds. Mm. So forty minutes. Wow. Okay. So, yeah, there's been so much in history. Uh, you might have heard of Archangel Michael, and he's he's mentioned in the Bible. But his his the story goes that his uh, group of priests or lineage of priests. He was called Melchizedekiel. Melchizedekiel. Like that was his line, and those priests were like handed down. I don't. I believe maybe a bloodline of priests uh, from Archangel Michael himself, I believe. And that Melchizedekiel order has like moved through history. Yeah, really interesting. 
Yeah, it seems like it's all about bloodlines, kings and queens. Uh, good and good and bad. The history of the world is about mel malevolent, 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 and benevolent like energies and forces. That's what I, I believe is happening on this planet where you've got good good energies, good good people with wanting to create goodness from a good place. And then you've also got others other energies where they're deliberately being um malevolent malevolent Okay, I can't say that word. Um, yeah, who are deliberately making decisions against humanity for the for themselves. And it goes down to stealing something from somebody. Just, yeah, simple deeds against humanity, which is to love one another. So you have these these battles between different rulers who are not very kind, or you have rulers that have a good heart. Like there's that's the good and bad in in the world. There's always going to be an energy trying to take the light down, and there's always going to be the light trying to keep keep moving forwards bringing consciousness more consciousness to people bringing light implementing laws that are going to make the societies better restructuring rules for the better Mm. because though you get those things right then you set everyone else up <coughs> all your all your children children's 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 like you get that right and you set them up for like a, <coughs> a living in a beautiful society mm. yeah that's what I dream about getting that right taking what we know from this time from because it's been there's good there's good in this system but then realizing what we lost which is we lost that connection with each other well yes we had to go through that to now see what we've lost and the damage that it's caused to, to our to our people. Mm. So yeah, Egyptians were telling us about the getting the right king, because the right king will make the right kingdom. And that's why they weighed his heart with an ostrich's feather. Justice, order. Order, justice, cosmic order. Toss, the test of conformity. Disorder. Yeah. Lots to, lots of Egypt, I think we could reinterpret. So many ideas, <laughs> but they're just ideas. I'm open to consideration of other ideas. I'm not saying I've, I get it. 
I'm just throwing out these ideas. Maybe they'll make sense to somebody. And it's fun. Yeah, his was an interesting thing. Was like ancient Hebrew. It has the way this the uh, characters, the alphabet, I guess it's called. Is it's got three s three main symbols, which is air, water, fire, and then there's seven next level characters which is the Mercury, the Moon, Venus, Jupiter, Mars, the Sun, and Saturn. And then the last 12 characters are the symbols of the Zodiac. Like, that's, that's pretty amazing that this is where they got their lettering from. And it's like they're... That like they're basically telling us that the, the planets and the zodiac and earth, air, fire like they all work together and they and for us to take great uh, like to read into them to learn from them Yeah, really interesting to have those. Because, yeah, the, if the Hebrew is off those zodiac, 12 zodiacs, and then the positions of the planets, and then air, water, fire, it's almost like a... <coughs> then you're, with your letters, you're spelling, you're using the, the power of each of these items. Hmm. Amazing. I'd love to know more. Mm. See, so yeah, I believe the ancients used astrology a lot more than we've been led to believe. But the, the influence of the planets really does make an influence. I've often thought that if you have consci like consciousness is in everything consciousness but there's levels of consciousness and so a rock may have less consciousness less to be aware of itself where a tree has consciousness and awareness like it's, it's reached a point where it is aware of itself is what I believe mm. I just reached a point where I forgot what I was talking about <laughs> I need to rewind back quickly to have a break. Yeah. Has to be spoken. We all must speak our truth, whether it's crazy to someone or truth to another. It's just important now to speak it. And we need to be allowed to speak it. It's it's important to have this this outlet. 
And if someone wants to hear, they can. If no one wants to hear, they, c- you know, they don't. They cho- they choose. And that's why I love this format of like sort of long, long, long length discussions. It's definitely a lot easier when there's others around to d- to talk with, and I look forward to having like many guests on here. We can interview all sorts of people. It'd be magic, magic, magic. So, yeah, if anyone wants to tell us about the kings and queens and just what they know of the past, if if is it true that they were all bad people? Like, is it is that true, or were there some good ones that the people loved and respected? I do know, I love this, uh, there's a poem, it's, like old, it's a nursery rhyme, it's like old King Cole was a merry old soul, a merry old soul was he, he called for his harp and he called for his fiddlers three, like he, <coughs> this is a story and do you know Cole, Cole from Colchester, like he was a king in the, I think maybe 600 AD. And like this, this is a fairy, a nursery rhyme that's still to us now, talking about his joy and happiness, his, you know, his appreciation of music. Yeah, it's very interesting. And and yeah, if you want to, <laughs> if you want to delve into more history, amazingness, have a look at King Cole's daughter who she married and had a baby with yeah and her name was Helen St. Helena and her son was Constantine and that's the story that's written in the English texts that Constantine who became the Roman Empire emperor was was of English descent Anglo-Saxon he um yeah his his father was a general in the Roman army or it was in charge of England and fell in love with King Cole's daughter and who was became a patron saint Saint Helena but the the Roman story is that his father met a woman on the east side of Rome, just a no one of no one's uh, no of not no nobility, <laughs> nobility, and then so she would like no no one of of name I guess because that was always so important in those times. And then had a child, and Constantine went to England. But this, like the father, was in in England for quite some time. And it makes more sense that the English version is more real. But if you look at the the Roman version, he was because they would not ever want to have a general, a commander who was, yeah, of the um, the Celtic genetics. So yeah, so that's very interesting. <laughs> Encourage people to look into that further because there is, yeah, there's, it's, it's on the internet, it shows that people have questioned it and it, historians from the past said what I just told you. But the official narrative is slightly different at the moment. But yeah, there were kings that were happy. English kings even.
Pepi was a the name of a king in Egypt. In one of the Book of the Deads, it mentions Pepi. And then I'm like, Pepi Le Pew. Why is Pepi Le Pew? I want to know more about this Pepi guy now. But yeah, I'd love to know more about the Israelites because this gets where it gets interesting is the 12 clans. The story goes that there was 12 and they all got together and there was a whole heap of something really bad went down. Because uh, I believe they were all one tribe, right? So, and you have to have that. It has to be all connected. Like as soon as one goes, one clan goes bad, they all—it's all going to split. So you have to have this real connection. Everything has to work. Everyone has to like everyone, which is the challenge. And something happened where the twelve clans became split and. Two two clans l stayed in Jerusalem, and then the story is that the other ten disappeared. But there's sh in so much evidence of the like the tr the clan or the tribe of Dan uh, went all through Europe and into into the UK in a number of waves and. Yeah, so there's evidence of a few of these different clans uh, moving all over Europe. But the official narrative is that they all got wiped out by the Assyrians. But I think what it is is we're all, all like all Europeans are all are from the this this Israelite clans or something like we're and we're all we're all one. We're all from the same family. There's no reason for us to be fighting on the any level because we're all we're all one family. Yeah, and the, and that I think then goes to all the different everyone who looks ultimately we all come from the same, right? That's what we have to remember, and that's why it'd be good to know our history. That's <laughs> why it would be good to know our our real history all the way back to the evol who who how did we get here? Someone must know. Who created us? I'm keen to know. Oh, look at me! I look like a long-haired lout. Yeah, that's better. Let the hair run wild. Oh, okay. It's nice to get this out and sp to speak about it. And, uh, yeah. Much love to you all. And uh, we shall talk soon. Bye-bye. Hey!